the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. First Monday of the month, jobs report coming up in Uno Momentero. Yesterday, the NASDAQ, SP 500, and Dow were all lower, but not a lot. This has been a week where Fitch downgraded U.S. debt. But people like Warren Buffett say that's not that big of a deal. Stocks held steady, ultimately, in my opinion, even though all three markets were down. Um, Gas prices are moving higher because oil prices are moving higher. For a large part of the last three months, oil was around 75. Now it's around $82 a barrel. That acts like a tax on the U.S. economy. As we fill up our vehicles and it costs more, we have less to spend. Travel within the United States is down this summer. I did this story on news yesterday. It's interesting. It's cheap to fly inside the United States this year. Fares are going down. It's more expensive if you fly to Europe. Hotels are up about 14% year over year in Europe. They're up about 6% year over year in the United States. Um, I know a lot of people who like to trade stocks. Some very good at it, some not so good. Airlines are a pretty interesting trading vehicle because they're pretty easy to watch. And when I tell you, international is doing better than domestic. Southwest and JetBlue struggling. American, Delta doing well. Donald Trump was reigned for the third time yesterday in Washington, D.C. This time. It's going to be an interesting year next year. From an investment standpoint, we're going to have a presidential cycle where one of the front runners or the front runner of the Republican Party uh, will have to be dealing with headline news about legal issues. Yesterday, after the market closed, iPhone maker Apple said that third quarter revenue, uh, no, it was the third straight quarter of revenue declines, not a lot. While Apple's struggling to sell iPhones, it's doing a great job monetizing existing customers where the services unit, Apple TV, Apple Music, App Store, hit a record $21 billion in sales. Amazon was the huge winner last night after earnings. It had a nice glowing financials uh, forecast for the next quarter, and Wall Street loves it. Amazon up 10%, Apple down 2% on that news. The Bud Light story that just won't go away. Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, parent company is Anheuser-Busch. They reported a 10.5% drop in U.S. sales last quarter, mainly due to the plummeting demand for Bud Light following conservative backlash to its partnership with the trans influencer. But the hangover might be easing up. The company did say that Bud Light's market share is stabilized. It hopes its new beer and sunshine marketing campaign will win back customers. Beer and sunshine. That's kind of funny, right? Uh, It's hot across the country. It's hot. 
people are using more energy to keep their homes cool. The heat was so hot in July that refineries in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, they're struggling to produce gasoline because they're not really made to make gasoline at 95 plus degrees. Then there was also increased demand over the summer. Major oil producer Saudi Arabia said yesterday that it would extend output cuts of a million plus barrels a day into September, and it could even deepen those cuts. Saudi Arabia hopes to prop up the price of oil. Uh, I don't like that. If Intel will, or I'm sorry, if NVIDIA and AMD said, we're only going to release so many graphic processor units and we're only going to release so many AI chips, even though we could do more, the world would be freaked out. I'm not getting into Lizzo controversy, being sued by three former dancers to the type of alleged mistreatment she's known for standing against. Not going to get into it. Not going to get into it. Uh, it's not my thing. Tom Brady has bought a minority ownership of an English second tier soccer team, Birmingham City. Taylor Swift is coming to Canada. The singer added more North American dates for her eras to her this fall, including six shows in Toronto. Uh, she just, you can't get away from her stories. Did you see the story where she gave $100,000 to all of her truck drivers? And there's like 20 of them. There's a lot of them. Um, maybe even more. And that's life-changing money for a trucker. I, I think that's, she's getting a lot of good press. She's getting a lot of good presses. I think fair to say uh, coming out of my, my pie hole, my yapper. Uh, July, un- uh, July employment report was mostly crowd pleasing. So what we had was the July employment situation report. Comes out on the first Friday of the month. It checked in below 200,000 for the second straight month, but the unemployment rate, which fell to three and a half percent in July, is in the realm of a 50 year low. So we didn't add as many jobs as expected, which would be seen as good news. But the percentage of Americans who want to work and are working are at three and a half percent. Labor market continues to be tight. That's inflationary. It could make it difficult to achieve a more Fed-pleasing moderation in wage growth. That might not translate into another increase in target range for the Fed funds rate. So there's a little bit of positive and a little bit of negative in the jobs report. July average hourly earnings were up four-tenths of a percent versus expectations and uh, three-tenths of a percent. So wages were a little bit hotter, a little more inflated. Over the last 12 months, average hourly earnings have risen 4.4%. The average work week in July was 34.3 hours, a little less than expected. That factors into overtime and whether or not to hire another employee or not. The July employment report, like I said, was ultimately pleasing in balance. It's a weird thing to say. Um, that we got a little bit of what we wanted and a little bit of what we didn't want. So the market's digesting the jobs report for July, reflecting an ongoing tight labor market. Mixed reactions today to Apple, which sports a decent loss, and Amazon, which is up big. Most mega cap stocks are trading higher, boosting the broader market. Strength in consumer discretionary, energy, materials, weakness in information technology, and industrials. Let's see if I can... 
pull up the numbers to give you a more accurate reading on exactly how far we opened higher. Thanks for listening to the show, by the way. It's uh, easy to follow along with the show at robblackshow.com. The Dow is up 72 points, a little bit weaker in the first 45 minutes. It opened stronger. NASDAQ, same exact thing. It opened uh, up 30. Now it's up 18. SP 500 opened up about 10. Now it's up about five. So cutting the gains, it's not exactly where we want to be talking about it. But Amazon's up 12 bucks, sitting at $141. Do you remember when you could have got it at $85, $90? Did you? Did you buy on the dip? I did. NVIDIA up today. Mentioning that because it hasn't really made a big move. And Apple down about six. It hasn't made a big move in a while, NVIDIA. So it's kind of like, eh, is this it? I guess we'd have to wait for earnings for the next catalyst up or down there. Apple's down about six, down about 3%, sitting at 185.12. So the markets would be higher if it were not for Apple than they currently are. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget a big fan coming up in the end of August. It is the seven ready study seven tests of retirement readiness. You can sign up for it. It's in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. It's in late August on a Thursday, 630 to 830. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. I try to democratize wealth creation for everyone by showing you how I did it and how professionals tend to do it. We don't go for crazy stuff. We don't go for companies that are losing, hemorrhaging lots of money. That worked in the late 1990s. All you had to do was find a company with the name .com or that mentioned .com in their earnings call. I have no interest in crypto. Initially, it was going to be this big play on transactions. Then that didn't really come to fruition. And then it's going to be this great play on kind of a opposite of gold. But that didn't really work when inflation hit or it was going to be a, re- a replacement for gold is the one I should have said. But it didn't really do it. So I, I really can't figure it out as of yet, other than a digital lottery card. For now, it's just not coming to fruition. Um, there is some thought about why you could be positive, And that's because companies, big companies like Blackstone are saying, hey, our clients want access to this. And if our $10 million client wants to put a million dollars with it, we don't want them to leave us with $9 million and go over to somewhere else and put a million in, into it with someone else. 
we want to charge them for keeping it with us. Makes sense. Um, still has to become quantified as a commodity or not. Nintendo hit a new high for the first quarter after a successful launch of its latest Legend of Zelda game popped up sales of its Switch console. The thing I love about that story is it's got to piss off my dad. My dad's been dead for many, many, many years, but he was one of those people that did not like video games. Tears of Kingdom sold 18.5 million units. I do the math on that. And it'll start to freak you out. Um, in a positive way, I think. Um, and what I mean by that is 18.5 million times what? $70 for a game now? 1.2 billion? Not too shabby. I know you're saying, what's the biggest movie this year? It's not 1.2 billion, almost 1.3 billion. The super mother, the super mother. Oh my gosh. I just made it up to do Super Mario Brother game. Um, but Nintendo would be, a, I think, a very interesting acquisition target for Apple. Who could afford it? Listen to this crazy bonker stuff. Apple could buy Disney with their cash flow over the next two years and then shut down the company if they wanted to. That's bonkers. That's absolutely bonkers. When you think of how big Disney was in our lives, listen to this bonkers story. And it may make you think I should own, I should date, I should own, I should date. Which one is it? Say it, Rob. Say it. Um, one third of Americans, one third of Americans, adults that live in the United States have used a dating app. Interesting, right? Will that always be the truth? I don't know. There's, um, I kind of hit the world right before I kind of hit the off the market world right during dating apps. Um, as they were starting, I was stepping out. Now there's something called date me Google Docs. It's kind of interesting to think about. Um, as people want to ditch dating apps and they're not cheap now. They're like 30, 40 bucks a month. So people who don't want to use hinge or bumble or tender or match. So date me docs are now a thing optimizing for partnership. Um, dating love. I don't know if you can optimize it. So, and publishing a 5,000 word feature is a little on the, I kind of, kind of, kind of find it refreshing. So, uh, but big New York Times article on date me docs. So, uh, I don't know. Female who prefers financial uh, nerds. <laughs> hey, that sounds like she's looking for me. I don't know. Head to the New York Times if you get a chance. Um, but I think people are getting a little tired of dating apps, right? Um, 
so I, I bring that up because there's one company that basically owns all the dating apps match. And if you take a look at their stock, it's, it's formidable. It struggled a little bit during COVID as you would imagine. But with that said, uh, there was companies like Bumble who did a really nice job of trying to set up matches in different ways that were positive towards COVID. Short-term, mid-term, long-term. Match looks pretty attractive. On a five-year basis, you can see that it's well off its all-time highs. All-time highs of 156, it's at 45. PE of about 40. Of course, you'd want that number a little bit lower. But not a lot of competition. Now, Date Me Docs could bring in some more competition, right? Taking a look at next year's PE of about 20. It's looking pretty attractive, but I haven't done enough homework on it, so I'm not going to really talk about it at this point in time. 401k catch-up contributions for 2024 are taking shape. New rules regarding the 401k that was implemented with the Secure 2.0 Act, 2.0 Act, substantially changed retirement account rules. There's been some problematic angles for some older adults who need clarity on crucial retirement planning aspects, such as when to take required minimum distributions. For the upcoming catch-up contributions, these changes, which won't be effective until 2024, will require catch-up contributions for higher income earnings earners to be made on a Roth basis. I don't like things that make things more confusing for the average American. So under the Secure 2.0 Act, you will are at least 50 years old. If you earn 145000 or more in the previous year, you can make catch-up contributions to your employer-sponsored 401k account, but there's a catch. You would have to make those extra contributions on a Roth basis using after-tax money. And you wouldn't be able to get tax deductions on those catch-up contributions as you would with a typical 401k contribution. But you can withdraw the money tax-free when you retire. It's not bad in of itself. It's just more confusing for the average American. And that's a bit of a problem for me. We should... There's countries like Kiwi, uh, New Zealand... That when you start working at a company, you automatically get set up for contributions into what's called the Kiwi Saver Plan. You are automatically signed up to contribute to your retirement. I love stuff like that because the average person doesn't have to think. The cost of starter homes has grown in every U.S. metro, but three since last year. San Francisco, Austin, and Phoenix have seen starter home prices decline. Listen to this. Between 10 and 13%. Higher interest rates have ultimately cooled or deterred prospective buyers. I wouldn't have thought that was the case, especially the whole remote work wave dying down a bit. The median sale price of a starter home in San Francisco decreased from decreased 13.3%. Now listen to what the average starter home in, in San Francisco is. What do you guess? What do you guess? $910,000. The average starter home in Phoenix is 325000 
in San Francisco to afford the average $910,000 starter home, you need a salary of over $241,000. The average salary to afford a starter home in Phoenix is $86,000. Those are big numbers. San Francisco is egregiously big, but Phoenix, that's a big number for like your first home. That's a two salary income for average Americans. Two income salaries. That's it. Now, of course, San Francisco and Phoenix saw their real estate rise the fastest in the country when interest rates were low. San Francisco is one of the fastest cooling housing markets in the nation. It's seen its median listing fall about 8% year over year to now 1.4 million. San Francisco has faced mounting issues from millions of square feet of empty office space to the epidemic of negative headlines, the doom loop, where a lot of people just don't feel safe in the city. Too many drugs, too many people doing drugs on the street. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in August. Check it out at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I, I want to get you ready for retirement by building up your nest egg. I have a friend whose father-in-law is poor. He's low income in retirement. And... I can tell you that you don't want to end up being like him. Nothing saved in his life. So all he's doing is living off basically welfare and social security. It's unattractive. It's expensive. It's not expensive, but the costs of quality of life are expensive. Um, I'm not telling you how to live or if you're comfortable that I'm fine with that. But that's the goal of the show is he's become a burden to his four children. His health is bad and they all live over a thousand miles away from him. Some up to 3000 miles away from him. And as he's gotten older, he's shamed them with guilt. Um, Whereas I want my children when they're 30, 35, 40, 45 to be living their lives, not caring for dear old dad. Within reason. I want some respect in that relationship, but that's all within reason, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. True or false? Here's your quiz of the day. Over half of the United States buy now or pay later users report having credit card debt. So over half of the U.S. people who use buy now, pay later, report having credit card debt. That would be true, 54%. In addition, 35% of those with credit card debt intend to use buy now, pay later. That is a formula for disaster. You have credit card debt probably at 20% right now. And then you're going to buy something that you really can't afford and pay for it over time. I don't like that idea. 
I know that Apple lets you do a buy now, pay later thing with their products. I wonder if Apple would turn your phone off if you didn't pay for it. Like, I don't know. I'm not one of those people who are buying now, paying later. In fact, um, if you were to take me back to like 20-year-old financial nerd Rob, single, ready to mingle, and I meet a young lady, and I go, you know, hey, what do you think about buy now, pay later? And she goes, love it. I'm like, oh, strike one. New car, used car, new car, strike two. Cars are expensive. So I didn't get a new vehicle leased into my mid-30s. Um, I became financially settled. I became uh, well-equipped for the future, shall we say. And to be honest with you, I probably dated women that were above my grade, per se, because of it. Men are looking for, what are we looking for? Respect. Women are looking for security. I think that's kind of true. I don't know if that is true. Less so these days, right? As women are out, aren't reaching men as far off, as far as pay goes. Maybe that'll flip. Okay, next trivia question. Um, hmm. True or false? More Americans are living paycheck to paycheck in May than they were in April. And that would be false. 57% of consumers said they were living paycheck to paycheck in May. That's down from 61% in April. Now, again, this ties into those jobs reports. But to me, when I hear 61% or even 57%, whichever month you want to go with, living paycheck to paycheck, I'm like, they're probably not saving money. And time is ticking. Time is ticking. I remember being 20 and thinking, you know, I'm not going to ever retire. And now I'm like five years to retire, 10 years. Will I fully retire or will I semi-retire? I think somehow, some way, shape, some form, because I don't have a lot of friends. I'll probably only partially retire. How many bank mergers and acquisition deals were announced in the first five months of 2023? 25, 32, 39, 47. The answer would be 32. There were 32 bank deals announced the first five months of the year, not half as many as the 66 that were made over the same period last year. Which state in the United States? Oh, and I only bring up the banks because consolidation is important. Um, it helps drive up stock prices, but it's bad for the consumer. In my opinion, generally speaking. What state in the United States? The United States of debt, right? Is this fair for as far as the question goes? Residents of which state have the highest average non-mortgage debt? The highest average non-mortgage debt. Is it A, Maryland? B, Texas? C, Georgia? D, North Dakota? And the answer would be surprisingly Georgia. I would think the average non-mortgage debt. Now, again, mortgage debt in California is going to be way higher than it is in Georgia. But also the cost of living is way higher in California than it is Georgia. I would have thought it was California. 
But Georgia residents are carrying the most debt. They carry an average of $45,778 in non-mortgage debt. That is crazy. What is the average credit card interest rate right now? 19%, 20.7%, 21.8%, and 22%. And the right answer is 20.7% and creeping higher. My generation, what percentage of Generation X consumers have stopped saving for retirement? Not because they want to, because they cannot afford to. What percentage? And I, th- I think we're like 40 to 55 right now. What percentage of 40 to 55 year olds have stopped saving the last few years when your kids are out of uh, the house, when they've gone off to college, what percentage of people my age have stopped saving because they have to, not because they want to 33%, 56%, 64% or 70%. So first things first, when I'm reviewing the answers, like you do on those game shows, like the chase, just seems too low. You hope it's that number, but that's clearly too low. 64%. Wow. And you remember this one from last month, right? Um, How much does the average U.S. consumer believe? What's the number that they believe you need to be wealthy in 2023? Is it A, 1 million? B, 1.8 million? C, 2.2 million? Or D, 2.5 million? And the answer is 2.2 million. 48% of Americans feel that's wealthy. 48% of Americans that feel wealthy have an average net worth of 560,000. What's interesting about that is that's well off that $2.2 million number. And again, I don't want to get too caught up in uh, what's wealthy and what's not wealthy, because that's going to be defined by you. I just want good health care till the day I die. I want nice shelter till the day I die. I don't want to live in Phoenix that had something like crazy amounts of 100 degree days in a row. But the planet seems to be getting warmer, so I don't know where I'm going to escape to where it's cool. You know, maybe... uh. <clears throat> In 10 years, when I retire, maybe the Antarctic will be uh, a rainforest or something. Things seem to be changing, in my opinion. I know, I know. Controversy, controversy, controversy. But did you see the water in Florida? Just outside of Miami, it was over 100 degrees in the ocean on the beach. That's like stepping into a hot tub. That's just like you kind of want to like, okay, kids, creep in. You'll get used to the cold. Uh Uh-uh. It's hot. Let's take a quick look at how the story of the stock market is unfolding today. Uh, Again, a big jobs report, uh, numbers from Apple that I don't think Apple was disappointing. I just think its stock was up 60, 70, 80%. And people are saying, let's take a little bit of profit here. Uh, There's not a big catalyst to get it higher sooner. Uh, The next big catalyst will be when they start introducing the headsets, the Vision Pro. Um, and it looks like they're going to be raising prices on their iPhones this year, which, again, when their revenue goes sideways, you raise prices on your biggest product, revenue goes higher. Plus India, it's going to add about 3% to their revenue numbers at least. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. 
What's the mean and what's the median? They're two commonly used terms in math. The mean is the average of a set of data. The median is the middle value of the arranged set of data. Both have a role to play in understanding financial issues. Um, I was taking a look at the mean. Now, again, the mean is the average of a set of data. It's calculated by summing up the numbers and dividing them by the count of numbers. It's taking a look at the mean of white, black, Hispanic, and Asian baby boomers. Not baby boomers, Generation X, born between 65 and 1980. Who do you think saved more for retirement? Hispanic or black? Give you a second to think that one through. The mean, 42,336, goes to the Hispanic community. The 53,456 number mean goes to the black community. Who do you think saved more for retirement? Asian or white? Now, I wish I could be like Stephen Colbert, who I find pretty funny at times, where he goes, I don't see color, um, which I think is a pretty funny line. Um, I wish I didn't see color, but here's the answer. Asians have saved more for retirement than whites in America. 189,764 to 165,917. Again, that's my generation, people born between 65 and 1980. Um. Clearly, the shocking is the difference between the Asian and the Hispanic of $150,000, roughly. Between the $189,700 versus the $42,300. I, what does that tell me? I don't really know. It is something to think about, though, right? So, Sir John Templeton is one of the greatest investors of all time. He's one of the wisest and most respected. He wrote what were called maxims. And I think they're good to look at on occasion, especially when we head into a weekend. Um, one of his was never follow the crowd. If you buy the same securities as other people, you'll have the same results as other people. I don't know if that's true. I'd prefer more people own Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, then to own, you know, stocks that get a little bit rangy, a little bit gamey. And with that said, I, I, I think the average American should accumulate wealth in ETFs. Um, I talked about one yesterday, Vanguard, uh, basically S&P 500 fund, which is VU, VOO. I think that's where your first 100,000 should essentially go. You can get a little more diversification than that for sure with another ETF or two. But I don't know if you want people to say, don't follow the crowds, because I think that's left up into interpretation for people and they may get a, they may take it too literally. One of his maxims was learn from your mistakes. I've definitely learned from my mistakes when I lost money. I bought a biotech company 25 years ago, 20 years ago that I would never have bought. I remember I was okay at dissecting a frog in high school, but I knew that I was not going to become a biologist. So, um, too, too, too smart. 
too many smarts needed. Another maxim of his was buy during times of pessimism. That's my favorite one, I think. Best times to buy stocks is when they're down 10, 20, 30%. I'll never be able to pull the research on this, but if you only bought during bear markets, not only are you a genius, but you're a great freaking fracking genius. Um, but that's the toughest time to do it because that's when you're fearful. What if it goes lower? And sometimes it does. It's so weird for me, the writer strike that's going on with Fran Drescher as the head of the union. And I only say that, you know, and this might be sexist. I don't think it is. But um, wasn't she like the hot person on the nanny? And she had a voice like that. I'm like, wow, how did they pick her to be their leader? Yeah, I think that's enough on Sir John Templeton. He had another one, but I think this is going to be tough for people to grasp. Invest for real returns. The true objective for any long-term investor is maximum total real return after taxes. So don't go for like, you know, 1% to 3% in a bond and go, hey, sweet, because inflation is 2 to 4%. Right? And then you factor in, is, are the taxes or no taxes? You got to look at what your total return is going to be. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. I, I Churchill's a pretty interesting guy to read fiction on, not fiction, uh, nonfiction on. What we do to earn money versus what we do to actually build a life. Don't forget to go out and build a life. Aesop did not say this, but he's credited with saying, save for a rainy day. Um. I have a fully flushed out, diversified portfolio that does include enough money to live off for two years without a job um, in my emergency fund. So you're supposed to have three to six months, but I'm at the point where I may not want to go back to work if I lose my job. So I've started creating an income fund on top of an emergency fund, and the income fund is incredibly conservative, in my opinion. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, or I guess I'm on X Rob Black Show. Um, money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. P.T. Barnum. Um, I think some of that sums up lessons from struggling and repaying debts, right? Money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up at the end of August in... Uh, the Bay Area. You can sign up for the event at Tollhouse Hotel in Los Gatos at robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.